Hi, it's Nick Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease and Childhood. Welcome to Atoms for October. Well, the theme this month is Diagnosing Normality. Let me start with some reminiscences. Our medical school graduation yearbook opened with the apocryphal quote that there's no such thing as a well patient, merely one who hasn't been investigated enough. Partially tongue-in-cheek, perhaps, it nonetheless resonated with me even then. I'd already noticed as a student that with a bit of time and observation, many, inverted commas, cases could be diagnosed, or perhaps better put, re-diagnosed as variants of the normal phenotype. Martin Ward-Platt's editorial encapsulates this eloquently. This desire to infer pathology appears to be taking a stronger hold, the result perhaps of well-meaning but overzealous guidelines, a loss of the concept of caseness and, and this is debatable, a societal malaise in which the default is now abnormality, where once it was the opposite. This month's issue includes several papers which address this theme through different lenses. All are quite brave in that they tackle an issue many would prefer left untouched. Let's start with coronary artery disease, the transient variants. The study by Kuhn and colleagues illustrates the phenomenon perfectly. Their hypothesis is that Kawasaki's disease and coronary artery abnormality outcome might fit the overdiagnosis syndrome. This could, they argue, have been catalyzed by changes in recommendations to more intensive and long-term echocardiographic vigilance, despite most coronary abnormalities being benign and spontaneously resolving. Their interrogation of a US database, the Pediatric Health Information System, with primary diagnoses of Kawasaki's between 2000 and 2014, show that while there was no change in severe coronary artery abnormality outcomes, i.e. the ones that really matter, the rate of diagnosis of any abnormality more than doubled over that era. Though exact scan details aren't available on this system, it's hard to come to any other conclusion that the more you look, and of course higher resolution scanners whet the appetite for the search, the more of unimportance one finds. This important paper is therefore my editor's choice for the month. Dehospitalizing investigations. It's well known that children with Down syndrome are at higher risk of obstructive sleep apnea, which in turn can influence general health, cognitive performance and demeanour. The gold standard diagnosis, a multi-channel plethysmographic recording, involves hospital admission and is time-consuming, expensive and often rather unpalatable to families. Though it is recommended, like much guidance, evidence is in short supply. Hill and colleagues validated the use of a simple one-night home saturation study using readily derived variables. They found that a combined measure incorporating parameters easily measured in this way, desaturation, delta-12 second indices and 3% oxyhemoglobin, performed extremely well, with a sensitivity of 92% and a specificity of 63, suggesting that half of all inpatient studies could be avoided by one simple, acceptable home alternative. Hyperadrenalism, not necessarily long-term. Transient biochemical abnormalities in neonates are well recognised, as is the fact that most self-resolve. A number of babies with hyponatremia and hypoglycemia are genuinely hypoadrenal too. But do we know what a minor deviation really means on a synacthan provocation? A neat study by Tan et al. demonstrates how easy it is to mistake normality for a permanent endocrinopathy. 
In their group of 68 babies with this initial biochemical phenotype, about 40% had an abnormal ACTH stimulation. Of these, however, 70% had no cause identified, and in this group, 90% simply resolved over a few months. The message in this case is not don't investigate, but keep an open mind and be prepared to undiagnose a baby with a pathological label later on. Cash transfer programmes. In existence for decades, cash transfer programmes in low and middle income countries have much in common. Their neoliberal philosophy, responsibility with the individual underpinning each. In high-income countries, they may be called welfare or social assistance programmes and can be conditional, on employment for example, as in North America, or unconditional, the prevalent form in Scandinavia. In low- and middle-income countries, conditional programmes tend to depend on engagement of families with primary education and with health surveillance. Siddiqui's ambitious systematic review sought to identify areas of similarity and difference between schemes, the effect sizes in these studies are notoriously hard to measure, and even harder to summate. Though the number of papers was small, there was a suggestion that conditional programmes in high-income countries did not alter behaviour patterns, while in low- and middle-income countries they tended to change both engagement and outcomes positively. Like all global health papers and editorials, this piece is free access. Coming now full circle to coronary artery disease, Part 2. The Persistently Abnormal In the era of pumps and continuous glucose monitoring, it would be easy to become complacent about insulin-dependent, type 1 in old parlance, diabetes. Though recent changes in management may in time prove to have attenuated the risk, Chong and colleagues' analysis of the risk of death from ischemic heart disease in children and young people registered on the Yorkshire database between 1978 and 2014 deaths is something of a wake-up call. Through careful scrutiny and validation of the death certificates, they estimated a standardised mortality ratio of 13.8 in this group. This figure is impossible to attribute to normal variation, but would have been underestimated without the extra interrogation. We seem to have come full circle, and perhaps therefore need to be as good at ruling pathology in as out, or more specifically, knowing when to look. I'm sure there's a quote there too, one that the yearbook missed out. Don't forget to look at the ADC website for more information on both these and other papers. Thanks for listening.